We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. My name is Jari Bolander. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. On this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into the traits, values, beliefs, and skills of all sorts of entrepreneurs to learn how to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient world. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. I'm trying something new based on your feedback. Stay tuned to the end of the interview, where I'll give you some actionable insights that I learned from my guests. These insights will also be in the show notes. As always... Thanks for listening. Now on to my guests for today, Mark Amuzgar and Bita Farr of Captainwell, a new app in Femtech, one of the hottest areas of software development. This is also a first for the show. I'm going to talk to two people at once. Ooh, let's see how this goes. Like many entrepreneurs, Mark saw a problem and set about trying to solve it. He started developing the app in response to his wife's experiences with severe menstrual pain. As he was already working in Femtech, he decided to apply his knowledge to developing something that would help her and the millions of others who cope with similar issues. The app, an AI assistant called Anna, also includes information to help partners of the people experiencing the pain better understand their partner's experiences. Bita, a former English teacher, works on business development and outreach, helping the company find investors and partners. She has also coped with period pain. She's excited to be working towards offering personalized solutions for this problem. Mark and Bita see the technology as having the potential to help doctors working with patients suffering from also from endophomitis 
and fibroids. One of the major obstacles is not so much the technology as the taboos around discussing menstruation, especially in the developing world. Understanding how important education is to this project, the company donates 1% of its profits to NGOs focused on providing education for girls and women around the world. Now, let's get better together. Mark Amuzgar and Vita Farr, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much, Jerry, for having us. Well, you know, this is a first in the Entrepreneur Ethos podcast that I've got two guests, two awesome guests that we're going to talk a lot about what you're doing and the journey that you came on. And I'm so thrilled. This is like, I don't know how this is all going to work. But <laughs> we're all entrepreneurs. So, you know, nothing about like zigging and zagging on stuff. But uh, but yeah, you're doing some great stuff over at uh, Captain Well, doing a lot of stuff in what would be I call the femtech which I don't even know if that's really a thing, but we'll talk more (laughs) about that as well. Um, But before we get into all that, like I like to say to all my guests, and I'd like to start with you, Bitsa, why don't you tell me how you got to do uh, what you're doing today? Um, Well, first of all, I'm the front face uh, of the outreach of of the startup. And um, well, I met Mark about a year ago and um, he was doing this great thing. Um, first of all, he started with helping out his wife and uh, he ended up uh, making this masterpiece, this technology that helps women with uh, menstrual discomfort. And as a person who has always struggled with menstrual discomfort, I just thought that there's this responsibility that I have to um, do everything I can for as a woman and for the women of the world um, to help with the business development and you know do everything I can to develop this business. So uh, what I do is uh, I work for the part I work with the partnerships and um, I reach out to investors and um, NGOs, universities. Um, as I said, I'm the front face of the outreach. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> is this your uh, first startup? This is, uh, yes, my first startup. Uh, wow. Yeah. Well, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the wonderful world of entrepreneurship. <laughs> Thank you. It's, uh, it is definitely, I think you will find, and I'm sure Mark can back me up on this, a, uh, Lots and lots of boredom punctuated by severe panic. <laughs> and, uh, That's so true. So true. <laughs> that, that is exactly what it is. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, and what, so what, what did you do before um, you were, before you came here? Well, you're not going to believe it. I was an English teacher. But uh, I also, I have a, a bachelor's in finance and uh, I do work, like I, I've worked as, a, um, as an insurance agent as well. But um, this, like, this is my first time doing startup jobs. Wow. English major, finance, you know, that's sort of a pretty eclectic background. Perfect for, <laughs> perfect for an entrepreneur especially one that needs to be communicating, which I've found exactly. is 
probably, of course, one of the most important skills that, that we need to learn. And the, this, we were talking a little bit ahead of time before we started recording. And part of the reason why I actually do this, because it, you know, I get nervous talking in front of people and, <laughs> and you probably can't tell that, but it's kind of cool to like be on this journey with you guys. So, uh, well, thanks for that. So Mark, what about you? How'd you, I know we heard a little bit, she revealed a little bit about why you came up with the company, but yeah. why don't you give us a little more background on you and this great, uh, new product that you guys are trying to make happen. Absolutely. Thank you so much, first of all, for having me here and um, leading us to basically share our story with the world. Um, this is this product that we have right now is a labor of love for me. It, it was um, um, a little backstory about me. I, I've been married for 10 years and I've seen my wife experience uh, menstruation pain every month for a couple of days. And that really, I, I really tr try to be understanding, help her. Um, um, but it was almost uh, one and a half year ago that I came home. It was a Sunday and um, she was kind of in tears. I told her like, what's up, honey? What's going on? And she told me, look, I'm my, uh, my peer, I'm a period and um, um, it's painful. And um, at that time I was working on a different project um, for wellness, it was also on for wellness for women. And she told me, um, Mark, why don't you build as an engineer yourself? Why don't you build something for period pain? And then she, and I, then I laughed and she told me, look, I promise you if men had this problem or pregnancy or others, we had tons of technologies out there years ago for <laughs> menstruation pain oh it would be like the biggest industry in the world which exactly we joke we joke about <laughs> and it's unfortunately true and, and it's sort of sad in one sense it but is. also it's you know we we need to start you know investing more in that because that's half the population and half the population is suffering and we can we can do something about it and like you said you know i've you know been married before i have a fiance now and mm -hmm. that's a problem that every you know every woman has to face and yeah that's Absolutely. great i mean Absolutely. it's a it's a it's a great thing to do and i'm i'm glad that you guys are trying to figure it out so yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the product and because it's just so fascinating because there Thank is you. a I, I know is it called beta is it called femtech is that the proper term or yes. what's the proper yes. term for it okay femtech um yes. and i know that there is starting to be a lot of more money involved and i know there's a lot of uh, venture firms that are, are looking yeah. at this so yeah explain let's talk me through the product and kind of how how you guys see the world shaping out with this that was the that my conversation with my wife uh, that was the basically the moment that was a a move that was moving for me that was a start and i decided to put my focus on this as an engineer and um hire two phds electronic and mechanic to help me with that and we noticed that there are technologies out there for pain blocking just we need to take that base technology and then tailor that for menstruation and then we built the first version and went to uh, ces 
in Las Vegas last year, the technology innovation. We got into their Eureka Park, pre-launched the whole technology and the uh, wearable over there. And I had a conversation with um, one of the um, uh, big companies, the femtech big companies uh, managers, and um, he was telling me about, look, the future belongs to consumer behavior. So uh, why don't you make this wearable connected? Why don't you build an app for this? And that was the um, that was the basically trigger for us to pivot a little bit and add the app. So until then, we had the wearable who uh, which can detect the pain and detect the cramp and automatically mute it. And um, after that, we put our main focus on the wearable, on the app part and build that um, next generation of period trackers, which are not only period trackers, but also um, AI-powered period assistant. So uh, we help our users to feel better or um, help them during the period time to have a happier and more uh, better period days. So uh, this is what we are in a nutshell. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, as a man, it, and I'm sure as you know, you as a man too, or identified as a man, that is a nebulous black box that we have no idea. Uh, we can only see the outward motion of pain and discomfort. So it's so interesting that nothing like this existed before. I mean, um, Bita, when you when you're like looking at the marketplace and trying to figure out, you know, where to go sell it and or you know how to get the word out on this, how, how do you see the reaction to this? How how's it been so far? Well, um, most most people are astonished. But when we explain the whole technology to them, because, you know, um, the whole the app and the device, it has lots of features and it's really hard to explain it in a short paragraph or, um, you know, like in a 30 minutes pitch. It's, it's not enough. So when we explain it thoroughly and completely, they're really surprised and uh, we just see this um, wow um, impression on their faces. If, if I may, if I may, yeah, I want to add ahead, on this please. part. Um, the one of the reasons that um, I started this, it wasn't um, to, it was not a business idea at first. It was just me as an engineer helping my wife to go through this pain much easier every month. But there are so many people out there um, uh, menstruating without the physical pain. So the one thing that we do is to basically help um, all the people with different um, discomfort level, whether it is um, emotional or psychological discomfort, and we use the app for that part, or physical discomfort, which we use the wearable for that. And people, this was a long wanted um, app or feature or product in the market. There are products in the market for uh, general um, tense devices, which help people um, for severe cases of uh, menstruation pain. And OBGYNs uh, for a long time are using that technology. And we tailored that uh, around 
just period pain. And also we have that pain auto detection, which helps um, users. Okay. Yeah. I mean, hmm. yeah, there's so much to unpack here. I mean, it's, it's really just so fascinating. I don't know much about the space. I mean, the only, I mean, the only um, company I know about sort of, but it's more in the sex tech space is O school. And it's an educational among other things about sexuality and everything. And it, it has some crossover, but not, of course, not a ton. I mean, you're, you're basically hitting a huge need in the marketplace with both a kind of behavioral approach and a technology approach. And I mean, it, this is interesting about like healthcare in general, right? Cause you see a lot of things in healthcare that take a lot of this kind of consumer focused, like yeah. I call it consumer medical device or consumer medical tech mm-hmm. where it's not tailored tailored towards like the doctor or the practitioner. It's tailored towards the patient. Um, I'm actually, you know, working with one right now that, that, that does, it's called Excite OSA and it's all mm-hmm. about uh, fixing or treating, sorry, I can't say fixing, <laughs> treating uh, mild obstructive sleep apnea through electrostimulation, which my guess is, is that the way the kind of the device works, it's sort of an electrostimulator or... I'm just a geek at heart, so I mean, no one else. <laughs> I love that. I love that question, actually. So, <laughs> is um, it similar? Yeah. Is it like it is similar? The technology that we use, we use micropulses, and um, for the base, but uh, the, the specific um, frequency and the specific uh, modular um, details that we have, it makes our solution unit unique. And also the combination that we have with auto pain auto detection part and uh, the heating pad and um, all the different details, it, it changes our success rate. So we have, we've done a, like a focus group, um, a big one. And, uh, the result is very, very, um, uh, great. It help it it helps people with different backgrounds, different ages, from different uh, part of the country, whether um, they have given birth or not, um, to um, ease their pain. Actually, huh. and so do you guys have to do a, like a clinical trial or a five ten k filing or anything like that, or is this more like you know? I, again, it's like the way that these things are worded with the FDA it, mm-hmm. is just, it's, I get sometimes confused, so I'm not going yeah. <laughs> to, I'm not going to, going to talk out of turn, but is there some sort of regulatory requirement, some sort of study certification compliance or whatever? We, we've done a limited um, a focus group for the medical trials, and we are about to um start our uh, the big medical trials with fda and that's gonna be for endometriosis and fibroids and for the general use for the the claims that we have uh, based on the conversation that uh, we already had with um, um, fda experts uh, we can uh, move on as a general device but for the endometriosis and fibroids we want to get the endometriosis, the, the 510K in the next six months. Wow. Okay. Because that's, you know, I, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs on this show. Most of them are, you know, software companies. And 
it's quote unquote easy -er <laughs> than hardware companies. And then even worse, hardware companies that are medical devices, those are like probably some of the hardest, excuse me, ones to do. Um, how, how has, you know, building your company around this very specific yet huge need um, that affects, I don't know what, again, half the world yeah. uh, at some point. Um, what, what, what is it? What's the, what's it been like to, you know, know that this is going to help people, but then it's like, oh, great. Now we've got to do all these regulatory things and it's going to be harder, you know, to get, to get the, the vast, you know, it, the scale of this is going to be limited by clearance. This essentially. is so, yeah. <laughs> right? this is, this because, is at the same time so exciting and also, yes. yeah, yeah, so true, so true, so true. So, um, I mean, as we speak right now, there are more than 2.2 billion menstruating people all around the world, and which 75% of them, um, they experience a, a mild to acute level of discomfort. And um, so, and what we believe is that menstruation and basically the whole cycle management is not just females thing, it's people's thing, because uh, straight or gay, um, either you are menstruating or you have a loved one um, who is menstruating. And it affects, uh, it affects different parts of life, either um, for the person, for the family, for the business. And, um, so if we, we read the other day, I was talking, um, with a female investor and she was telling me that, um, quote unquote, we need more, um, men allies for femcare and femtech. So, and this will going to help to this underserved and underfunded market to grow much bigger and um, yeah, as you mentioned earlier, this is uh, growing very fast based on the, the different data that the other day I was reading. Um, this is going to be the female uh, wellness market is growing with a very high um, rate and it's going to multiply with 10x in the next seven years. So right now that we are trying to solve uh, a very good problem and help individuals and um, the society as a general. So um, we hope that we can get other people's help for a partnership, for basically adding uh, more good, good team members. And on the funding side, uh, we have been talking to different people. We bootstrapped the whole thing in the last 18 months, and we are about to start our seed round and even before the start, we right now we have um, a couple of people interested and basically asking about the, the start of the fund, fund so they can invest. So hopefully we can do something valuable for this world because I, I genuinely believe that this is what we need right now to understand more, to help each other more. And um we are trying to do our part to, you know, be, be, be impactful at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, impact, impactful and compassionate and really putting resources towards those things in the world that 
our need to have resources towards it. I mean, I remember, I don't, I mean, just, just like the, some of the simple low tech fem tech, mm-hmm. low tech stuff, you say that mm-hmm. 10 times fast, right. <laughs> that they were doing in, in some of the developing worlds where, you know, girls could have, you know, menstruation pads and other things so that they could go to school. I mean, just the exactly. simple stuff like that to, and, and we all know, I mean, it's been proven time and time again that more educated women are better for a society. They're better for the kids. They're just, just generally better. And it's yeah. actually even broader than that, just education in general for everyone is to help them and, and be on par, right, as well. Like there's a certain amount of, you know, I think, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a, um, just a certain amount of equality and respect for the roles that we all play in the world and we all have to come from a shared humanity as opposed to our differences. And, and, you know, even though of course people that menstruate are different and say you and I, Mark, um, we need to have some compassion for that and and try to help where we can. Cause again, you know, two and a half billion, half, half, almost half the world. So exactly. uh, That's been not, I think there hasn't been a lot of focus on or a lot of, investment. So that's, that's mm-hmm. really great. Um, so, so Bita, uh, how, how do you think the market's going to play out in terms of, you know, like this, the, the overall, I don't know, product roadmap, so to speak. Cause it, it seems to me that if, if you start building great femtech products and services, that it's only natural <laughs> that you're going to want to expand into other things. So any, any thoughts on how that's going to, you know, kind of pan out or wh- where do you see the kind of the market generally going? Um, well, you know, uh, my personal experience with period trackers and similar products, um, you know, because I use them um, a lot. And uh, I always thought to myself, that, okay, these uh, products, they still have, lots of space to grow and they they're getting lots of data from us they can easily personalize all these data into giving us a good um solution and suggestion and um, most of the things that i see in the market they don't have this ability but um what's good about well is that it has all these features into like you know getting the data to um, make the solution personalized and um, I believe that it's going to hit like a global market and and it's going to um, you know pan out really well yeah certainly certainly seems that way and and are you guys just focused in the U.S. for now, or have you seen other areas of the world that are either more that can go quicker, or I don't know, more open to it? I don't know. Is is there any any pushback? I guess on adoption, or you know, are are generally people very uh, open to the product? Mark, are you going to answer, or am I going to? Answer? Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this, see, okay, folks, this is the reason why, like, sometimes we have a couple of people on, you know, you're, you're, you're seeing magic happen right now. No, Bita, why don't you, uh, why don't, why don't you see? <laughs> and Mark, jump in if you, if you have anything to add. 
Um, well, uh, no, we are going to start with uh, a couple of other countries besides the US, uh, like Brazil and India, China. Um, if okay. I want to add to this, um, there are there is a cultural aspect to what we are doing. And that's the fact that this topic is a taboo uh, in a couple in other cultures and even um, yeah. here in the US. Sometimes we have difficulty uh, talking about it. People yeah, so they true. prefer, yeah. So, true, so, so this cultural aspect is um, that this is one of the things that makes it very hard to basically penetrate and solve the problem in some of the markets. Um, we have uh, been in a serious conversation with a couple of partners from East Asia um, to get their help about um, East Asian market. Um, same for the Europe market and same for Africa and Middle East. Um, for the US, we are also trying to find that unique angle for um, for the individual part, for the consumer part, uh, direct-to-consumer part. We don't see any problem and we have the interest. We have people like the solution. People want to use that, want to try that. And whoever has already tried that, uh, loved it and wants to basically do it every month. But for the business part, we think that this can be a solution also for um, 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 businesses to support their employees or for the OBGYNs for, to use it for the serious matters after, after the FD approval. So the, the culture thing and getting over that stigma yeah. And um, we need to, come on, guys, this is just 2021. <laughs> we need to be able to talk no, no, about I'm, this. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. And, and yeah. so, you know, I brought up O School before, yeah. uh, which was founded by uh, Andrea, that she used to be my uh, pitch coach at 500 Startups. But O School, uh, her, the premise behind it, and she was running into the same things, not only as a female founder, but talking about you know, sex tech and mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff. Uh, and O school, and I'm probably going to butcher the premise, but the premise was ed sex education, right? That's accessible for all sorts of different people, not, you know, not just one type of person, like the complete spectrum of people that may interact with it. They may be a good um, person to talk to because they have actually, I think, if I'm not mistaken, have kind of cracked the code on how to talk about these things in a very, uh, I think, just fluid, educational, I dare say, entertaining way. I mean, they're really yeah. trying hard. And so I definitely think that they're on the right track and they're, they're the one and they're Absolutely. championing this whole idea of better sex ed, right? Like, mm -hmm. which again is the same problem. Like sex ed here in the U.S. is kind of a joke in terms of like, <laughs> really? Like, I mean, <laughs> This is insane. So I think you guys are kind of running into the same challenges. But the, the good news is, um, good news is, is that it is a solvable problem with enough work and investment. And I do think eventually the tide will change. And I guess the reason I think it's going to happen is I think it has to happen. You know, we are, yes. we're at times completely, you know, shutting off opportunity for uh, half the population 
and, and this goes beyond just like what you guys are working on, just generally, right? We need to invest more in technologies and put more money towards helping women and girls and those that identify as women and girls, just, you know, Absolutely. as humanity. Um, yeah. And I'm glad that you guys are, are really thinking about that. So are, are part of your educational process or as part of your company, do you have, are you starting to think about the kind of education process Absolutely. that you'll need to do? This is a very important part mm -hmm. of uh, what we do is that we um, donate one percent of our um, sales and income to NGOs who are educating uh, girls um, in different parts of the world for um, for the uh, basically women's health to taking care of themselves. This is what we are doing as part of the company to be that um, uh, social enterprise. And for the other part, uh, that education that we are talking about for uh, Gen Z people and for the young uh, millennials and also for the people that who are menstruating for the first time, we have a, a specific program in the app for them to help them to um, educate themselves. And uh, we, we have other cool features for also demonstrating people's partners. So... Um, the partners can educate themselves much more and get a better understanding of the menstruating person's feelings or emotions during that time. So um, we have talked to so many of our customers to be able to design a unique solution based on our the customer need. And the one thing that uh, we've seen uh, in all of our responses is that um, either um, menstruating people either they are happy with the, the the level of support from their partners or not all of them they expect and want more understanding and support and uh, this is we are a tool for couples to um, get more um, than better understanding from this um menstruation that happens every month basically yeah i can see that that could be a very valuable piece of the puzzle i mean empathy and compassion for someone's the challenge that they're in is usually you know the first step in understanding and as well as being able to help so yeah huh, it's interesting so fascinating like, I Thank remember, you. like Thank when you. when we when we first met, you were doing the 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 Captain Eco shower head <laughs> you know, yeah. filter thing, and it's like it's a pretty big. Well, I don't know if it's a big jump, but it's a jump that's you know sort of. Well, my guess is it's just an interesting take on you trying to help others anyway. So absolutely, I'm the sure reason. Yeah, the main reason that I jump from that one and we hired a business manager for that product line and that itself that uh, also helped us to bootstrap the company and uh, that other product line is doing very good too so the reason was that look this is long needed product and solution for the market and um, i realized that look i can we can make a difference and just because of that um, i decided to put my 100% of focus on this one. And I, I so far, I'm, I'm personally loving that. And the whole team, the big team that we have, 
each of us we are playing a part, our part to um, um, like like a like a um, like a factory to basically build something and um, to give it to the world and something that started off as a like a um, love um, uh, between. Um, to help my wife to go through this pain easier now is the solution for all the people all around the world to um to help them to have a better period days yeah oh so true so true so uh so Bita, this is mm-hmm. sort of the last question i like to ask people and so you're a brand new entrepreneur like literally first startup <laughs> been doing it a year what advice would you give a younger entrepreneur that's similar to what you were thinking of. How did you, you know, how'd you make the jump? I think that's probably what, I mean, I want to know. I'm sure everyone would want to know. You're like, <laughs> this is your first, this is your first rodeo, so to speak. Well, um, the first thing that I thought was that this is perfect and I want to be part of it and I want to make it change. I don't want to just like, um, you know, live my life and then, uh, at the end, to think that okay, I don't make any change, and now that someone's making a great change, I should help them with um, whatever I can, and that's exactly what I do in the business. I do whatever I can. If there's any part that I um, couldn't handle, was that just it was just because that uh, I couldn't do it, and uh, I'm most of the time I'm really tired, but I'm happy that I'm working towards this cause. Um, what I want, what, what advice I would give younger people is that um, please, please try to make a change. And um, don't, don't see everything simple or um, see, like um, look, uh, look deeper into it. Not, not just that, okay, if I spend this much time, what do I earn? Uh, sometimes we don't earn um, right away, but um, of course we make a bigger change. Yeah, so true. So true. It's definitely the journey and the impact more than the, more mm. than the money, at least in my career. Exactly. Exactly. Way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, it's, it's a long, that's a long story. So Mark, what about you? What, what what would you, what advice would you give a younger entrepreneur? And while you were talking with Bita, I was thinking about the answer. So um, I've been doing this for um, almost 15 years. And what I've learned um, along the way is the fact that, um, as Bita mentioned and you mentioned, we really need to enjoy the path. We need to enjoy the journey the result will gonna come, but we really um, need to be present at the moment. And I consider myself, I know that my wife consider me a workaholic, but I myself consider myself workaholic too. The one thing that I've learned in the last couple of years is to, um, the, that work-life balance is um, kind of fiction, but if we pass that point, I block um, at least two hours per day for myself, um, we humans are the only only thing only ones in the world that we need in order to charge, get charged. We need to unplug. So I every day I unplug for at least two hours. Either read a book or wash the dishes or cook with my wife or watch 
um, either friends or a funny thing, um, or uh, we have cats or spend like a couple of minutes with my cats that I really enjoy. So, um, and do that every week, at least uh, like half a day or one day, go to hike and unplug. And this really helps uh, to go on the long journey because this is not um, a short um, running game. This is a marathon. This is a long journey for entrepreneurs. And also don't be afraid. There are so many things. There are so many things that you might not know, but um, jump and you will going to learn everything along the way. This is what I do. I don't, I might not know so many things. So when I face a new challenge, I go to um, Amazon or any bookstore that I want to get the book, find the proper book, buy the book, read it immediately, and then start implementing the things that I need for that moment. Either it is um, emotional branding, or it is in the marketing, or ads, or um, product market fit, or any aspect of the business. Um, and right now with new tools like Clubhouse and others, we have access to people who are really excited about the cause that we might have. So go there, jump, talk to people, um, find a co-founder, build a team, start your journey, and don't be afraid. Because even if you fail, even if you fail, we hear about people's success stories, but we never hear about the, their failures. So when you see a one-page resume of the people's success stories, behind that one page, there are at least nine, nine or 10 pages of the failures that they have faced along the way to get to this point. So everyone fails. And when you fail, just, just let's learn from that and move on and basically um, cherish that failure because we are learning. It means that we are moving. So the one thing that one of my mentors always um, tell me is that you can drive a car, you can drive a moving car. You never can drive something that is um, still. So uh, we need to go move forward and try to make changes. And along the way, if people find us authentic and genuine about our cause, they will going to join us. I promise you. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks. That's a great place to end. Pizza, Mark, thanks for being on the podcast. Good luck in all the things you're doing and stay safe. Thank you so much for having Thank us. You. I Thank really you. enjoyed the conversation. Yes, I really enjoyed it as well. Thank you. Thanks, Bita and Mark, for a wonderful interview. I really do appreciate it and look forward to seeing uh, what's going to happen with your project. Now, as promised, here are some actionable insights I learned from Mark and Bita. Listen to what your customers' needs and wants. In developing the technology, Mark also made sure to listen to the feedback from those who used it, adding features to improve it. Bita jumped into this project because she felt passionately about helping others. She does anything and everything she can to be helpful and to make this a success. Focus on being impactful is what is keeping her going. Learn as you go, Mark advises. 
If something comes up and he needs to learn it, he researches it and implements what he learns. But he doesn't let not knowing get in the way of him moving forward. Bita is a first-time entrepreneur. And while it's a little scary for her, she figured, why not just give it a try? If you're new to being an entrepreneur, her advice is don't wait. Give it a go and see what happens. So there you go. Some actionable insights I learned from Mark and Bita. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. My hope is that you learned something that can make you a little bit better. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do share it with friends and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also join my email list by visiting theentrepreneurethos.com to get my thoughts on what I'm doing to get better as well as what I'm working on. You can also pick up my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, if you want to learn the traits, values, and beliefs that I think we need to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur and, frankly, world community. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at The Daily MBA and let me know if you have any questions or recommendations for a guest you'd like me to talk to. Also, drop me a note if you try anything we talked about on this or any other episode. I'd love to hear what's working for you. Until next time, keep getting better.